Hello, good evening and welcome to Seascapes. Tonight I'm coming to you from County Wicklow where the boats are assembling for the Round Ireland Yacht Race which begins in just over 12 hours time. And hello this evening from Wicklow, where tomorrow afternoon the Round Ireland Yacht Race starts. And I'm joined first by the Commodore of Wicklow Sailing Club, Kieran O'Grady. Kieran, what time are you starting off tomorrow? The start is at one o'clock, and we're hoping we'll be on, on timer for that. How many boats do you have? Originally, uh, the probably 55 boats actually entered. Now we're actually down to, to 47. Still a big fleet? Yep, yeah, no, no, it's great. Yeah, it, it's what's very good. the biggest boat? What's the smallest? Uh, I can tell you the biggest. The biggest one is is Pendock Six, which is um, Eric Terbelli's, uh boat, which was his his daughter actually going to do the round world again. Um, and this is a shakedown for some of her crew. Most, I mean, thirty is the is the minimum length you can be, and I'd imagine that thirty three footer is probably the smallest we have. You haven't had the race this four years ago, I think, since I was here last. Yeah, no, we worked hard to have it in 2020, uh, even postponed it to, to August. Uh, that, you know, didn't work out for us. So I suppose we've been planning this for four years now. SSE Renewables, your sponsor, but you also have quite a big prize. We do, yeah. There's a, a legacy prize from, from our last sponsors, Volvo. Uh, so that's going to be an XC40 for the skipper of, um, I suppose, the best combined score of three races. There's seven boats really in the running for that conditions look like they're going to be fairly favorable yeah no it looks like it'll be a spectacular start from the spectator point of view um, the wind is from the kind of north northeast so it'll be a running start hopefully uh, which will be very colorful from the spectators you've got quite a few events going on or attractions in in the town here while this is going on yeah indeed uh, we've we've had a festival for the last few years uh, in combined with the um, with the race and this year it's kind of been enlarged uh, so we've got a full itinerary of music entertainment for everybody on Saturday and Sunday um, after the race. There are a whole series of safety procedures that people have to go through. There's a safety inspection, has that been done on all the boats? Yep, in the sense that there's three categories of racing from an offshore perspective. Category three, category two and category one. Category one is basically ocean around the world sailing we're a category two event which is you know for such a small club is a very prestigious event to run so yeah there are very strict uh, safety regulations for these boats uh, to adhere to and uh, we have inspectors from Rourke we have our own inspectors so all the boats have been inspected to see so it's a physical inspection oh it's a physical inspection to see that they have all this gear that they're not just um, paying lip service to it, but they, they actually have to show us the gear, show us that they know how to use it, show that the crew are aware, that it's not only the skipper is aware of how things work, something happens to him, there has to be somebody there that can uh, take over. So, for example, should the worst happen, say somebody loses their mast or their steering brakes, there's scenarios for everything? Oh, yeah, there's scenarios for everything, and, you know, a, a percentage, quite a high percentage of the crew have to have done you know, sea survival courses, then obviously the, the, the obvious things, you know, that they, they can navigate and that they have the experience necessary to do the race, which is the most important thing, really. We're going to go over now to the race office and speak to people in there. Yeah. 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 
Hi, my name's Hal Fitzgerald, and I'm the uh, race organiser for the Round Ireland. For the We're here now at Wicklow Sailing Club in the race office. What are you doing here? You've got several computers. Yes, we're, we're making sure that all the uh, entries are um, properly recorded, that their safety information is uh, properly recorded and available for us, and uh, most importantly that we know exactly how many people are on board so we can count them out and count them back again. How are you keeping track? What do you have on, the com on these computers here? Okay, the, um, we, have very, um, we have all their handicaps, so the, the boats are... Um, nearly all of the boats are racing under what's called IRC, which is um, a, a time handicap. So the, uh, the fastest boats have the highest handicap and the slowest boats have the, 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 the least handicap. And the idea being that over a 700-mile race, if they were all sailing exactly the same in, in, in equivalent conditions, that they would finish at the same time or be capable of finishing at the same time. It's not always the, the, the biggest and the fastest boat w will win it. But there is also then a thing called line honours. That's first over the line. <clears throat> line honours is, is first over the line, and that's nearly always the, the biggest and the fastest boat. Um, but the actual winner of the race can come from any of the categories, and quite often they're one of the smaller boats. Sort of, We have a number of entries from France and, and Switzerland and um, Italy. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. Very interesting um, uh, competition. How long is it going to take people? The, it, it all depends on the weather. Um, but we would expect the, the fastest boats back to be back possibly Wednesday morning, uh, sometime on Wednesday is, is what we're expecting, with the rest of them coming in over the next 24 to 36 hours. I've done this a couple of times. It's taken me six days one time. Yep, um, and we, we, I think we had the record set in the, in the, in the last uh, outing with a, a beautiful gaff-rigged boat, but it took about eight days, I think. These days, most of the boats are able to finish it in between sort of four and six days. My name is Sandra Fitzgerald. Sandra, you're in the race office here giving people goodie bags. What's in those? Okay, so the goodie bag is uh, both official and a goodie bag. So we'd have the decals, so the sponsors... Um, like decals to go on the boats on the outside, usually on the bow, um, and then the pennants and battle flags. So they go on the boats as well, and they have the sponsorship name. Um, and then we have Powers uh, whiskey, some Irish whiskey, because we have lots of international boats, so I'm sure they'd appreciate a little bit of Irish. And we also have Buffs, the scarfs, um, from our sponsor, SSE Renewables. Now, I saw there you're also giving people electronic devices for each boat. What are they? They are the trackers. So there is a tracking device um, attached to each boat. And so we can actually keep an eye on them as they go around Ireland. Um, we have night shifts where we're keeping an eye on everybody and that they're still moving um, and active and don't get into any bother. And if we're sitting at home, we can track those as well? You can, yeah. yeah. It'll be, uh, the link will be on our website. Yeah, it's actually quite fun to watch uh, their progress as they go around. It updates every 20 minutes, um, so you'll see it uh, moving along every 20 minutes. And they are going to watch each other, and they're going to be constantly looking at the weather, evaluating. They're all looking for their window, you know, of wind. They will, they'll be keeping close. Now, the boats have been gathering here since yesterday. The fleet is getting bigger as we speak. It's time now to go around and start speaking to some of the competitors. 
Thanks. Uh, my name is Hiro Nakajima. I'm the uh, owner of the uh, Hiro Maru, which is a 49-foot SNS uh, design aluminum, or I guess aluminum, as you folks say it, uh, boat, uh, built in 1971. And uh, we uh, came here actually in 2019 on the uh, transatlantic race, which finished over in uh, Hamble, or Cows, I guess. And uh, we, were, uh, we did the Fastnet race that year in 2019, and we we're staying to do this race in 2020, but of course, COVID got in the way. So now we're back to do the race, finally. You're flying the US flag. What's yep. your home port? Home port is Stamford, Connecticut. Uh, it's a little town just about 30 miles outside of New York City. Tell me about your boat. It's, this is a, a comfort design. Yes, this is a, a classic Sparkman and Stevens design. Uh, it's from the late 1960s uh, at a time when Sparkman and Stevens actually was building, designing boats for Swan, like the boat behind us. And uh, it's meant for uh, real good uh, sea handling and uh, comfort and safety. And uh, yes, it's not the fastest rocket, but uh, it will always get you home. And uh, we, we actually can do okay with our ratings. So uh, it's, it's very okay. good. How long do you think the race is going to take you? Uh, depending on the wind, but as for now, looking at the wind, it'll probably take us about, I would say, four and a half days, four to four and a half days. Yeah. Hopefully that will be enough to uh, do well. Lots of boats have what we call battle flags, your colors yes. are flying. <laughs> Yours is pretty unique. <laughs> yes, that uh, battle flag was designed by my wife. Uh, this is the second version. The uh, first version had dark hair with a pipe and glasses and... Uh, the second one is uh, with gray hair to match the current uh, hair. But you still got the pipe. Yes, I still have the pipe. <laughs> what, how many crew do you have? So there'll be eight, uh, including myself. Uh, half of my transatlantic crew came back to do this race. And uh, we have uh, one uh, fellow from my uh, home yacht club, Stanford Yacht Club. Uh, he's the fleet captain of our club right now. And uh, he's over there putting fuel on the boat for us. Okay. <laughs> Now, you're loading up here. What kind of food are you bringing We've, over with these other people? There, It's just snacks and freeze-dried stuff. Oh, no, no. Uh, no no freeze-dried food on this boat. Uh, we do everything from scratch. I uh, either cook rice or pasta, and then, you know, we have things like curry. Uh... You cook the curry from scratch? No, we, well, that I cheat. Uh, okay. I, I, I buy the roux and, you know, mix it with other things. But uh, everything is uh, made from scratch. Freeze-dried, it's not fair to the crew, especially yeah. if you've been sitting out there and you're cold and... Here's your freeze-dried food. You know, it doesn't quite work out that it way. It doesn't work. No. <laughs> no. You want something hot. Yeah, hot. And, 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 the, and food is one of the things that really keeps the motivation of the crew going. So it's very important. Hot and something that was made, made from scratch or at least had some effort in it rather than just pouring some hot water and waiting for the, yeah. the freeze-dried food to warm up, you know, so. And what's the motivation of doing this for us? Race hanging around in this part of the world for two years to do this? Yes, absolutely. Uh, you know, I've never really raced my own boat outside of my own country so this was an opportunity to try racing in other countries so uh, this it's, this has just been great coming to Ireland this is my first time actually in Ireland and uh, the hospitality here and the friendly people just amazing great hi my name is Chrissy Donlan and I'm sailing on Hero Maru in the around Ireland for the first time what kind of weather are you expecting well we've been told so far it looks like a downwind start shoot up um, around 20 until we get around the island and then Tusker, yeah. yes and then looks like we're going to beat till we get up north again and then looks like a spinnaker finish 
That's in my imagination. It's going to be perfect. You know, it's Ireland and the weather changes all the time. (laughs) Yes, yes, I'm gathering that. But, you know, you got to go in with a good attitude. Where do you sail typically? Well, for the fa- since 2019, I've been sailing in Europe mostly because we did the transatlantic in 2019, and then the boat has been here since then. So we've done uh, two fast nets. We were going to do the around Ireland in 2020, but COVID killed us. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're back. The fast nets can be pretty tough. It's a very long beach for several days. Last year was very tough. Getting out of the Solent was brutal. Um, it was high winds against the tide, and it's very narrow, and there's a lot of boats. Yeah. <laughs> but it was fun. The Fastnet Rock is a unique place to go around. It's a real achievement. It's so cool. Uh, it looks just as cool in real life as it does in the photos, and it was really exciting. Do you ever get seasick? Because I've sailed quite a lot, and in bad weather going upwind, the first 24 hours, I always get seasick. I always get seasick, too. So my go-to is Stugeron. Yeah, it and makes you, it knocks you out so when you no, want to sleep, no? No, it doesn't, it has no side effects. It doesn't make okay. you tired, and a lot of the crew uses the scopalamine patches, but yeah. I don't like those. So Studeron is my go-to, and the only time I've ever gotten sick using Studeron was in last year's Fastnet race. Everybody gets seasick. Now, some people deny they get seasick, but everybody does. I agree with you, except our captain. He doesn't Zero. seem to get seasick. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he was the only one that did not throw up last year on the Fastnet race. Okay. Um, he said he felt a little queasy. Okay, well, look, the best of luck tomorrow, and Thank you. I hope you don't get seasick. No, I won't. Yeah. Studeron starts today. I, I swear by it, and I am a seasick person. Are you start at 24 hours before the race? I do. I start 24 hours before the race with two 15 milligram tablets, and then I do it every eight hours till I'm done the race. Uh, from Barrow Regan, uh, the boat is Artful Dodger, J109. J109, very fast class. Um, class 3, um, unfortunately we're, we're the bottom rated boat in Class 3, but that might work for advantage yet. Tell me, how long do you think it's going to take you? Um, we're hoping maybe very late Wednesday night or sometime on Thursday morning. Yeah. It depends on what happens up off the north coast. Typically, you'll have a reach down to the Tusker Rock, yeah. Hit their dawn, maybe Sunday morning. Big, long beat over to the fast side, really hard. Zoom up the west coast. Up we'll go around the top, and then coming down the east coast, the wind dies. And you struggle home. And it's looking quite different at the moment. Um, it looks like a run down the east coast. And we might get Which means that the sails, the wind is behind you. wind is completely behind us. And once we get down to Tusker... It looks like we might have a reach. That's the wind coming at the, from this side because it's a northerly breeze. Yeah. And it should be flat water as far as the fastnet. Then it shakes up a little bit. Um, there's a bit of weather coming in at the fastnet, so we could have a beat from fastnet maybe to Dingle. And then the wind seems to lighten off all the way up as far as Mayo. And then kicking in again for the top of the country. So how do you feel about it? Um, um, Looking forward to enjoying it. Um, it's nice to be starting with the wind behind us rather than plowing yeah, into yeah, it for the it first is, yeah. day, you know? Yeah, because it, ve- it gets very tiresome going against the wind. You're, the boat is bashing along, it's wet, it's cold. Yeah, exactly, and it's nice to get a date to set into the race before we've any bashing. Yeah. Why do you want to do a race like this? Have you done it before? Um, this is my fifth time doing it, but it's my first time doing it on my own boat, and both of my sons are sailing with me, so it's nice to have uh, three of the family on board. Could I ask you your name and your boat? 
Hi, yeah, I'm Donal Ryan. I'm skippering uh, Fujitsu and the Round Island races here. What's Fujitsu? Let's take a look at her here. She's looking pretty modern. So Fujitsu is a Sunfast 3600. Um, it's a good race boat, great for the offshore stuff, twin rudders, uh, nice and wide. So hopefully we get some good reaching and heavy airs upwind in. Good downwind as well, a nice selection of downwind sails, some reaching sails. So yeah, looking to really put the boat through its paces on the Round Island race. Looking at the boat here, how many sails is it? One, two, three, four, about 15 sails. Oh, so we'll, uh, we'll set off with four spinnakers on board. So we'll have a Code Zero, which is like a light airs reaching kind of sail two sort of uh, VMG downwind sails and we've got an A1.5 for the light airs reaching and downwind stuff and then on top of that we've got a furling jib top uh, for reaching and heavy airs so uh, looking at the forecast we might even get that one cracked out on day two or something and then jib wise we've got three jibs light medium and heavy and our heavy airs jib reached down to a four so pretty offshore orientated sail wardrobe here and then on top of that you've got a spinnaker stay sail and a Genoa stay sail for reaching so uh yeah, I'm probably uh, looking at the forecast and looking at the course. Probably get a good run through a lot of those sails. Going up at night time in heavy seas, changing those sails, I know from experience that's pretty hard work. It is, yeah, yeah. So we've got lots of sails and it means the, uh, the four-deck crew are going to be working hard, I think, on this race. Um, lots of corners, lots of course changes. So, yeah, changing the sails, it's going to be tough work at night, and especially heavy seas if we get something big on the, on the west coast. Um, but we've got a really good team, um, some young, keen guys on the four-deck pretty experienced for their age so uh, they should be alright I think they'll be alright I've got full confidence in them and uh, we'll see how they go now, just a few other things I'm going to ask you about the boat you don't have a wheel but you have two sticks yes yeah so it's a uh, it's a tiller boat but uh, because it's really wide uh, the Sunfast design has uh, two um, two tillers one on each side of the boat and you can see they're a bit of an odd shape the usual um, some really comfortable uh, helming positions okay, there. It's a square, it's a square on the top of each stick. It is, yeah, so at the end of each tiller uh, you've, you've got a square with some sort of different angles so you can hold on to it in different places. A really comfortable boat to sail, even when it's heeled over you've got the chocks there to rest your feet on, so okay. really like steering this boat. Foot of the mast, you have a whole lot of screens, what are they telling you? Yeah, so um, the information that we use to sail, particularly at night time, is, uh, is displayed in those screens, so we've got like your basic information like the uh, the heading that you're sailing on, we have our true wind speed, we have our boat speed, uh, and we also have depth for that sort of um, sh- hugging the shore on our on our way around. We have our, our true wind angle and true wind speed, um, so we can then use that information to look at our performance charts and, and see what our targets should be. How many crew do you have? Uh, we're going with seven uh, on this race, so we'll have three watches of two, rotating on a sort of an on, standby and off, and then myself as the skipper and navigator will be outside the watch system. And two is enough to be on deck at any one time? Yeah, so the, um, the boat's designed for a short-handed sailing, so it's, it's really comfortable. If you look back in the cockpit, you'll see there's those two foot chocks. You, get, you have a helmsman uh, to the rear, and then forward of that you've got the main trimmer, and then we'll have two guys on the rail on a sort of a standby. Uh, if we're going downwind and we need a grinder, we'll take one of the standby guys in off the rail, and he can grind, they can rotate round. So it, it's tough on the crew doing a sort of a two shifts on, one shift off, but um, you know, we've done it in the past and got some good results out of it, so worth it sort of, if we work hard. Hopefully the results will pay off. Best of luck. How long do you think it's going to take you? I don't know. We're, we're just doing our food prep here behind us, and we've got, um, we've got a food bag for Thursday with breakfast, lunch, and dinner, but I'm hoping we only need breakfast out of that one. So hopefully in by Thursday lunchtime, something like that. Uh, my name's Emily, and I'm racing on Fujitsu. I'm really excited to do the Rand Island race. I've never been to Ireland before, and, well, at least I'll see it from the outside. <laughs> <laughs> You're helping get the food together here. What have you got? Uh, so we've got a mix of 
chocolatey snacks for morale and then some more some healthy snacks but we're just going mainly off chocolatey snacks and then a lot of freeze-dried food okay so you just pour water into the freeze-dried food correct yeah we think that would be the most weight-saving method to do some one bag per day so in each bag we've got breakfast lunch and dinner all taped together for seven people and then hopefully we'll fit in a lot of our extra snacks in the bag too for the day once you're done with the bag it can go so let's have a look here okay aero aero bars a kind of tesco fruitcake haribos 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 are a must yeah (laughs) cola bottles salted dry roast peanuts yeah we have got some apples but that's about it really what's the attraction of offshore racing it's much tougher than your day race i'm not completely sure when it's nice weather and the race goes well it's really good i like the challenge element um although i do like how in inshore racing you can get once you're wet you can finish the day and get nice and dry you don't quite get that but yeah i like the challenge best of luck i hope you enjoy it (laughs) thank you thanks yeah i've got the catalogue kirsten tell me about your boat tell me about yourself i'm kirsten kirsten donaldson um i've been uh, we've had Pixis since she was new in 1997, and she's, I think, just broken 50,000 miles. So she's been twice around the world, effectively. Really? <laughs> she's an X332, right. really nice boats. Oh, they're lovely. Um, very seaworthy. She's been out in quite nasty conditions, and she always looks after us. You're setting off in the morning all, with an <laughs> yeah. all-woman crew? Yes. Um, yeah, Judith and I have done it uh, four times before, so fingers crossed for a fifth. Just the two of us. Just the two of you. Okay, and how will you handle a boat like this with just two? When we, we bought it new, so we had things done that made it easier to handle with fewer crew. And, for example, we only carry a number three head sail. We don't carry anything bigger. Okay, so there's no changing head sails, which is I, I, what you need all the people for. I think I did change a head sail two years ago, maybe three years ago. Okay. <laughs> it's not. We can go smaller, but we rarely need to go smaller and we can't go bigger. The boat carries a very big main. I'm very happy to reef and unreef single-handed. Um, yeah. so Spinnakers, can... with just two of you, you flying yeah. them? Yeah, yeah. What are you expecting over the next couple of days? Looking At the moment, looking like a spinnaker start, and, and then we carry the tide, hopefully past Tusker, and then I think the first night, um, or the second night, could be quite uh, lively, but it should be on the beam by then. You've done this four times before. You haven't got sense yet. <laughs> Because it's a tough race. I have to say, when I was bashing out of the English Channel, I thought, why am I doing this? Um, and then I tied up on Sunday morning in Wicklow, and I had the most outstanding welcome. Um, and we had a couple of breakages, and the team mucked in and fixed them. Um, and that's why I come back. <laughs> OK, so I'm Judith Eastwood. Um, Kirsten and I have been racing together for, oh, I don't know, 15, 20 years, ages anyway. We've done a lot of miles together, maybe... 15,000, 20,000 miles together. Um, You've just the... literally arrived from the US. I, this I'm, minute. I've literally landed. I now live in the Shenandoah Valley in Virginia. I've been out in the US for about 11 years. Uh, but I like to come back and race. And, and we've, um, as Kirstine said, this is number five of our round island. We've done a couple of fast net races. We've done other offshore races down to Portugal and, and so on and so forth. So, uh, you know, we've had, um, we've had a lot of experience together. And have a lot of fun together. And, uh, and this is a great boat. As Kirsten said, it's always looked after us. There are pluses and minuses of just having two people. The plus is that there's no sitting up on the rail. 
which is <laughs> pretty horrible. Uh, that is a massive plus. I, I, I absolutely hate sitting on the rail, and so I know Kirsten does as well. The other thing is we've got more room on board, so we don't have to fall over everybody else's kit. And, and I don't think there's that many minuses, really, because we... We both, um, a lot of the time when we've got a difficult sail change, we'll both be up doing that. But in reality, we can both hoist, drop, spinnakers single-handed. We can do sail changes single-handed. It's, it's, e- it's easier and quicker with two of you. But if need be, we can do it single-handed. So. so how do you hoist or drop a spinnaker single-handed? Do you just lock off the tiller? Yeah, I mean, when you're racing double-handed, you're allowed to use an auto helm. And so that, that makes life a lot easier. And, and we use the auto helm quite a lot. Your fifth time doing this race? Absolutely, fifth time. What's been your shortest? What's been your longest? I, I actually can't remember. Um, <laughs> to be honest, it, it depends how you catch the tide at Rathlin. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> and OK, it, just to explain to people who might know, it's a narrow channel between Rathlin Island and Scotland. If the, t- the wind isn't ever huge up there and if the tide is against you, it's like trying to sail up a river i have a photograph of the same bit of rathlin under moonlight and under sunlight (laughs) (laughs) the same year the same um last time we did it we hit the tide absolutely perfectly and that was i think our fastest at five five days and 20 hours if you miss the tide then it's six days and four five six hours the best of luck. If we want to follow you, how? what's the name of the boat and your number? It's Pixis. Um, P-Y-X-I-S. Papa Yankee X-Ray India Sierra. We'll keep an eye out for you. Look, the best of luck, guys. Cheers. Thanks very much. Thank you. Lovely to meet you. And that's it from Seascapes in Wicklow this evening. You can follow this race on the website for Wicklow Sailing Club or on the Round Island website. We're back at the same time next Friday. Everything on the programme's podcast, it's on our website, rte.ie slash seascapes. If you're anywhere on or near the water over the next week, stay safe. Seascapes is presented and produced by Fergal Keane. And you can listen back to that and other editions of the programme at rte.ie forward slash radio one or on the RTE radio player app.